Welcome to the Moms in Prayer podcast, a place where we put our finger on the pulse of what's happening in the world today so we can better pray for and equip the next generation. Our focus will always be revival and spiritual awakening in our children, our schools, and our motherhood. We're so glad you're here with us. Let's get started. Hey friends, I'm your host, Leanine Heiss, and this is episode 110 of the Moms in Prayer podcast. As I've prayed and thought about this fall, the uncertainty we're facing as parents, I've become more and more certain that our only study right now is Jesus. And as I prayed for you, friend, I've known that these days aren't easy. That's why today's guest is my friend Shannon Popkin. I hope after today's episode that although we still don't have any answers to the pandemic or our kids' schooling futures, we do have the choice to trust our unchanging Jesus. Social media has been such a kick lately. Do you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter? We're at Moms in Prayer on every platform, and I'm at Leaning Heist. We love engaging with you. But I just want to remind you that subscribing to the Moms in Prayer podcast on your favorite podcast app ensures that you don't miss an episode. Have you done that? Today, I'll be sending a book to one person who subscribes this week. All you need to do is write subscribed on the social media square on Monday or Thursday this week. I can't wait to officially meet you. Just a reminder that we're a nonprofit ministry that survives and thrives on the gifts of friends like you. Would you consider giving to this life-changing ministry, Moms of Prayer International, so we can continue to bring you free resources like our prayer sheet and this podcast? We'd love to have a slew of first-time donors. And remember, it's the heart behind the gift, not the size. Show notes for today's episode number 110, including the things we discussed today, can be found on the Moms in Prayer website at momsandprayer.org forward slash blog. So just relax and listen close. Okay, now let's welcome our guest, my good friend, Shannon Popkin, to the show. Sweet friend, Shannon Popkin, welcome back to the Moms in Prayer podcast. Thank you so much, my friend Lee. It's so great to be with you. Okay, so... For our friends that are listening, Shannon is no stranger to Moms and Prayer. She's episode 34 of the Moms and Prayer podcast. And Shannon, as I was thinking through what we are facing right now as mothers around the world who are listening, we yeah. are still very much in the COVID pandemic. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, over and over again, I keep hearing, we don't know what to do. We feel out of control. We're trying to make decisions about school. We can't make decisions about school yet. And I think there's just so much overwhelm. And and as I was praying, as I was thinking about that, Shannon, your name came to mind because not only have you written a book about control, we live shoulder to shoulder together. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're here because I need you to pastor our hearts a little bit this morning. Oh, and I'm so thankful for the chance. You have such wisdom. Lee, and I think, you know, together we are able to pastor together and to shepherd together. And I mean, I would say that's true of all of us who follow Jesus. 
we all need to counsel our own hearts and counsel each other. And especially in these trying times, right? Yeah. The question before moms right now, and probably the grandmothers that are listening know this Mm -hmm. full well for their daughters or their sons. We're in a situation right now where every state across America right now is saying, are we going to open up schools? And you have kids too, right? So if our listeners aren't familiar, tell us about your family and kind of their ages and stages right now. Sure. We just launched one. So we have one. Yay. (laughs) She finished college and she's starting with a big girl job in the fall, accounting. So one still in college and one still in high school. We're no strangers to the education system and to all of the ups and downs, but I've never faced anything like this, Lee. I mean, I would say the difference is Before, I always felt like I had some sort of measure of control, you know, whether I did or not. But this just feels very much like everything is out of control. And I just wonder if maybe that's not such a bad thing for us to experience. I'll bet we will look back on 2020 as a year that we actually, and maybe we didn't gain 2020 vision, (laughs) but maybe our clarity, we were able to bring things into focus a little bit more clearly, like that actually we're not in control and God is in control. And both of those are better than the facade. So I hear you say that, and I know that to be true in my head. God is in control. You're a mom's and prayer mom too. You pray right alongside of us. So we pray like we know God is sovereign, but what practically are you doing right now in the middle of this that helps you move from that head knowledge to your heart knowledge? Right. So when the fear rises, it's like, I remember Lee, the day that I woke up and there was on the news, there was a report of a 16 year old boy who had died over in Europe and a COVID case. And I was reading my phone in my bed and I sat up straight and I thought of my 16 year old in the next room. You know, that's when reality Mm. overlaps, right? With my facade. And I just thought, Lord, this is real. What it could be coming to my house, right? This is not just some news report. This is a 16 year old. And so, yeah, I mean, it is It's very much pressing into our lives on a very personal level. Like what's going to happen? How is my kid who's struggling with his grades? How is this going to affect? And how is, you know, how is he going to keep up and all those things? So what do I do when the fear rises? What do I do when the anxiety presses to the surface? What do I do when the anger rises? Because I got a lot of that too. Right. How dare you, Mm -hmm. you know, like, no, these are my rights. I am a tax paying citizen or whatever, however the anger shows up. So what do I do as I go back to the truth? What is the truth? And I soak my heart in what God says about Mm. me and about this world and about the future. I don't have any promises that everything will be under control and everything will go the way that I hoped it would. None. Zero. I can't find that promise in the Bible. My hope is in a city that has foundations that are not of this world, right? That's where my ultimate hope lies. So we go there, we go to the end of the story and we settle our hearts on that. And then we flip back to this page that we're living, right? Of the story. And we recognize how little control we have, but how much control he has. And how our God is the God who he works backward. You know, when everything is unraveling, that's when he's really at work in our lives, in our own hearts, in our own kids. When we tell our stories, 
our God stories, you know, of like, this is how I met God. And we don't tell the long passages of where everything was funny and bright. We tell about those dark times. We're going to tell about 2020. This is the year that will keep showing up in people's stories in in the same way that 9-11, it really marked us. Well, 2020 is going to be that year where we grappled with the fact that we weren't in control in, in a thousand different ways. And yet our God is at work. He is in that unraveling and he is inviting us to truth. And so what do we do? Well, we go back and we soak our hearts in what we say we believe and we work to match it up with what we actually are resting our hearts on. Mm, So good. I do this too. I journal every day my prayers and I always pick an attribute of God and park my heart there. Mm -hmm. Because it isn't enough for me, apparently, Shannon, to wake up in the morning and say, oh, God, you're sovereign over this day. (laughs) You know, like it's all in God's hands because when I, I mean, that worked for like a minute. It takes that (laughs) Like you said, just soaking in it, soaking Mm -hmm. in it, applying it to every situation Mm -hmm. liberally, which means that when I think about what we normally do, like shopping at Walmart the other day, walking by the school supply aisles, and I'm like, do we buy school supplies? I don't know. Are we going to go to school? I don't know. (laughs) That's the time where I have to go back to the truth that I meditated on in the morning and say, no. That's about as far in that thought process as you're allowed to go. Because you can say, we don't know, right? Like, we don't know what this is going to hold. Is there going to be a a resurgence of this disease? We have no idea. But what we do know is that it's okay to have those questions and say, I don't know. But that needs to be the prompt to turn back to the God who does know or it all starts to unwind, right? Yeah. And I love that you said, you know, that you meditate in the morning. And and I know that some of our listeners don't, you know, there's nothing magical about the morning. I love the morning too, but I remember the time when things were crazy with kids at home and I didn't always totally. think I've got in the morning, but there's a time that you settle your heart and you meditate on truth. And so you put yourself in the correct posture before you are in the Walmart aisle, <laughs> you know, before you're confronted with the thing that is out of your control. And so you posture your heart in a position of surrender saying, I'm not in control, God. You are in control, God. And so then when you meet up with the thing that is you're not in control, well, that's your invitation. Okay, I'm going to return to the truth. I'm not going to let this be this thing that where my mind just goes wherever it will, you know, and then, and then, and then, and a runaway train. No, I'm going to, no, I'm going to anchor myself in truth here in the Walmart aisle. I love that. Well, and I wonder, Shannon, ways that control mentality shows up in our normal days that we may not identify. So what are some of the ways that you see us grasp for control that maybe people haven't identified in their own lives yet? Well, I struggled for years with anger and I never tied that with control. You know, I just, I knew I had an issue with anger, but I was listening to Dee Breston on the radio once and she was talking about the sin beneath the sin and how these sins that manifest on the surface are sometimes tied to deeper core issues. And she mentioned control. And so that was my first experience like, oh, you know, I think I'm blowing up. I'm losing my temper because I'm losing something that I want control over. For me, it helps to watch for anger. 
you know, watch for anxiety. That's another like of those dashboard indicators that I'm I'm taking more in my hands that then belong belongs there. And also like perfectionism. You know, when I am like so invested in, no, we are going to do it perfect. We are going to get this right. We, you know, COVID bring it on and we, I'm going to do homeschool and I'm going to do it right. And I, and falling into the bed, you know, completely exhausted, completely spent and just a wadded up mess of emotions. I mean, I can just sense that that's where a lot of us are right now. We're exhausted. We have pushed and pushed and held ourselves to these high standards. So those sorts of negative emotions that show up a hundred times in a day, anger, anxiety, perfectionism, worry, fear, those emotions are telling me something about my heart. Emotions are windows to the soul, right? And they're telling me something about what's going on in my heart. And so when those emotions rise, that's my opportunity to say, okay, what am I believing? Emotions don't come out of nowhere. What is this telling me about my heart and how I'm responding to God? Every single time I get mad, every single time I get frustrated or I burst into tears or I'm like pulling my hair out, these are all opportunities to turn back to God and turn back to the truth. And I think 2020 is going to offer us a lot of opportunities to do so, right? It's not over. And I think some of us are feeling like, oh man, I thought it was over. It's not over yet. So more opportunities to grapple with truth. Yep. And you're in the middle of this too. You don't know what school is going to look like in the fall. We hope we do. The ways that we deal with this, this unknown and lack of control is we're modeling behavior and patterns for our children too, setting Mm -hmm. this tone. So how are you handling this, Shannon, as you are trying to surrender this to the Lord? (laughs) What does this look like as you look at your 16-year-old and go, well, what are we going to do about his junior year? Right. So I feel like one ditch on one side of the road is resignation. You know, just throwing my hands up. I don't know. I What am I, you know, I don't care. Whatever. The other road ditch for me is perfectionism. Oh no, we are going to get this settled. We are going to do this right. And I find myself, I'm torn. One day I want to go one way. The other day I want to go the other way. And I feel like, you know, with control, it's our job to hold in our hands what is ours to control. And that's ourselves. I need to hold myself accountable and have self-control. I need to watch the video for the town hall meeting. I need to read all of the updates. I need to inform myself with what is my school doing and how are we responding. But then I need to be clear about what is not in my control, right? Ultimately, my son's education... I would like to say that I have complete autonomy over his education and how this will all play out in his, you know, I mean, we're kind of inching, he's going to be a junior this year. So we're inching closer to graduation. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know, like this last semester is not what I would have chosen for my sophomore. And if the junior year is like, that's the most important year of high school, you know? And so part of me wants to grip onto control and like clamp down and, you know, maybe get in somebody's face at school or, um, or my son's face. (laughs) (laughs) So, but recognizing, you know what, I do need to have self-control. Like I, so resignation, that's not an option, but perfectionism, that's not an option either. I need to hold in my hands. What is mine to control? I am a mom. I have influence and I need to be a responsible mom, but then surrendering the things that are not mine to control. Like for me, it's always the outcomes. It's like looking further down the road, like two years from now, four years from now, six years. And that's where I say, you know, if my heart wants to run ahead, rush ahead, well, I need to go all the way to the finish line 
and surrender the happy ending that is in store for all of those of us who believe in God. Surrender that and know that that is firm, that is secure. And then I can turn back to the moment that I'm living right now and know, you know what? This today is tied to that. It's not all unraveling. It's not all out of control. Yeah, there will be consequences. Like this whole generation of kids is going to be impacted by what we're living today. But we, like you said, we can model our hope being in the Lord and our security. And we can have joy in the midst of trials. You know, James tells us, count it all joy. Like we can count today joy. That is something we can hold in our hands. Our attitudes, our reactions, how we're going to spend our time, how we're going to communicate with our kids. Those are all things that, yeah, we have choices. That is something we can do something about. So talk to the mom right now who has little kids, elementary school, and she does not know if she is going to be homeschooling in the fall because she may be afraid or she may not have that option. The district just said, everybody's virtual today. And mm-hmm. she feels overwhelmed with that possibility in either direction. What would you say to her today, Shannon? Well, you know, I think this is where we can talk a little bit about comparison because one mom is going to do it different than the next mom. And I think that there might be a mom who's like, oh yeah, bring it. <laughs> you know, I've got this. I My kids are going to have a better education than they would have had in school and bring it, you know. But there might be another mom who's like, you know, completely overwhelmed. Maybe she's got a baby. Maybe she's got a special needs child. You know, maybe she just moved to a new area and she has no support. I think we need to give ourselves grace and recognize that we all have different capacity levels. And all Jesus asks for us to do is to serve with what we've been given. Lee, I love the parable of the talents where the master who represents Jesus is leaving in the hands of several of his servants' talents or parts of his property. And so if Jesus wanted us to all do it exactly the same, I think he would have told the story so that everybody got the same number of talents. You know, everybody got three or everybody got two. Instead, one got five, one got two, and one got one. Now we know that the one who got one, they just buried their talent and they, they're the bad example. But I love it that the other two, the one who had five, he doubled it and brought 10. The one who had two doubled it and brought four. And both of them, both of them got to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And Jesus tells the story that, um, you know, the master gave to each of them according to their capacity. Jesus gives us different assignment loads according to our capacity. And there may be a mom who's rocking it out with six kids because God knew that she can handle those six kids. And there may be a mom who feels like she's fallen apart with only one and she has a different capacity load. But you know what? All of us, every single one of us have the opportunity at the end of COVID-19 or the end of our lives to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Because the emphasis is not on what we produce, but on what we do with what we've been given. And so I think where we can really fall into dangerous ground is looking sideways and comparing how some other mom is doing it, right? Isn't that how we often feel inadequacy is like, oh man, look at her. Look at her pictures she's posting on Instagram and how like neat their little desk areas look and how, every, you know, she's got this checklist. And like my papers are in a shuffled mess on the, on the desk here. And I really think we can get ourselves into trouble. Whereas what the Lord is asking us to is to look, take an honest look at what your capacity is. No resignation, 
and no perfectionism, right? Well, what's my capacity? What's my assignment? And what is God calling me to do today? How can I serve him with what I've been given? Yeah, I've got a, a whiny baby maybe. And I've got a a special needs. I've got a kid with Down syndrome, you know, or I've got a a child with autism. So my day is going to be interrupted and there are going to be rough spots, but I'm just going to consider myself a servant entrusted with some precious gifts from the Lord. And I'm going to invest. I'm not going to bury it. I'm not going to bury my talent. I'm going to use what I've been given to serve the Lord with what I have. Mm. So good. It brings two thoughts to mind. And the first is that the one thing that is always within our reach is the fruit of the Spirit because the Mm. Holy Spirit lives in us. So love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, that list that we like ramble through if we have that stored up in our heart, that is always available to us. We may not be asking the spirit to manifest that in there, but that does not mean that all of the sudden we are going to be physics teachers. That's like my my son (laughs) took physics this year in his junior year, Shannon, you know, and he came home in the middle of COVID and I was like, yeah, well, you're done with physics because I'm not doing that, you know, like I didn't even take physics, you know, and so- Some of these skills that we're being asked to develop as mothers right now as like full-time plate spinners, we just don't have. Can we just like agree on that? Absolutely. And there's other things that we have been given. So when we play those comparison games, that's not fair. We are not the same person. So, you know, there's a mom at home that's killing it in physics and I'm over here just (laughs) killing it, you know, like... I don't know what I do well, actually, right now. It's just... You're killing it in the prayer room, girl. Well, my kids are prayed for. I can say that for sure. You know, but it's like... We are different people. We have different skill sets. Mm -hmm. And so we just always talk about this verse, especially you do. When we compare ourselves among ourselves, we are not wise, right? Like, so at least for our decisions this fall, we cannot look side to side in the middle of us. Our eyes have to be Mm -hmm. up, right? Right. Yeah. James is really clear about that. Let me just read this verse. It says, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, don't boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. So there's this clear tie. This when we're jealous of some other mom, like, man, I wish I had, you know, the talent she has or the house she has, you know, to be able to have her kids home or whatever. That's not the wisdom from above. That's measuring myself against someone or selfish ambition, trying to prove that I'm doing it better than somebody else is doing. That's not the wisdom that comes down from above either. That's by design from our enemy. That's our enemy infiltrating with this wisdom that that is earthly. You know, it's of this world. It's not heavenly minded. It's not spiritual minded. It's demonic. Mm. Our enemy has deployed a whole army of workers to influence us with the idea that we have to measure up, that we have to prove that we have more and that we are more. We've got to compare against each other. And that's just not the message you'll ever hear from our Jesus. So as women who 
love our kids and love our Lord. We got to tell the difference between this is a message I'm hearing from the world and from my enemy, or this is a message that I'm hearing from Jesus. Jesus just invites us to serve. That's his invitation is just to serve. And our enemy is the one who's, like you said, you know, when we measure against each other, we are not wise. We're living according to the wisdom of this world when we do that. You have this analogy that I've heard you use about living by the lines versus living by the spout. And I love this. It's so practical. And I want you to share it with moms because I don't know how many times we're using measuring cups right now, but it feels like a daily thing. Every (laughs) time I pull a measuring cup out of my kitchen drawer, I think about you, Shannon. So I, I want our friends to hear that. Explain that analogy to us. Sure. So picture a glass measuring cup, you know, like the Pyrex kind. And in the cup is all of the things that make you, you. So your gifts and your aptitudes and your resources all mixed together. And so what our enemy wants us to do is take our cup and put it next to somebody else's and say, oh man, I wish I had the teaching background that she has, or I wish I had the kids that she has who are behaving, or I wish, you know, I wish I was better at cooking or this, or, you know, our enemy wants us to focus on the lines. But Jesus invites us to focus on the spout. You know, Philippians 2 says, do nothing out of rivalry or selfish ambition. That's focused on the lines. But instead, in humility, consider others more important than ourselves. Consider these kids that God has given us important enough to spend our lives on. And in Philippians 2, it says that we should have the mind that is ours in Christ Jesus. He did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. That's a measure up word. Jesus did not come into our world intent on proving that he was the greatest being in the universe, though he was, but instead he emptied himself and poured his life out. He's our example. And so, you know, when you hear Jesus interacting with people who are comparing, you know, they're comparing their wealth, they're comparing their status. The disciples are arguing about who's the greatest and the Pharisees are looking down on everybody and the sinners are feeling so inadequate. And Jesus just always turns our attention. He's like, yeah, in the world, that's how things stack up. People are always comparing, they're always measuring. But here in the kingdom of God, your invitation is stop measuring and start pouring. Mm. Lee, if, if you picture that measuring cup tipped to one side, you know, and you're, you're ready to pour out, first of all, your eyes are not on the lines, they're on the spout. You know, the lines, are, that's when we're focused on ourselves. The spout is when we're focused on other people. How can I serve here? It's not like, how am I as a servant? You know, how am I measuring up? But how can I serve? So when I'm pouring, I'm not measuring. And that's, that's just always what Jesus invites us I to. love that. So help us apply that in the middle of COVID, Shannon. When we're trapped in our own homes, what is a practical way that a mom can get her eyes off of what we have or what we feel like we don't have access to right now and instead focus on serving when it feels like sometimes we can't even leave our house right now, right? Right. Well, you know, I have several thoughts. When something comes to mind and you're tempted to just feel like this despair or this inadequacy or like, oh, I'm failing at this, you know, especially when we're comparing with somebody else, remind yourself, wait a second, that is not something my Jesus would say to me. 
right? That's the message of the measure up world that I live in. You know, it's all around me. And just differentiating between the voice of Jesus and the voice of my enemy and the voice of the world, always calling me to measure myself. He never said, you know, you have to be as good as her. You've got to measure up to that mom over there. Jesus just always invites you to pour yourself out. The other thing is, I think rather than expecting myself to have as much in my cup as somebody else, that's really not what's important. We're not told, you know, you have to have more in your cup. No, we're just told to take what little we have and empty ourselves and serve with what we do have. Maybe our house is a mess. Maybe we're just not organized, (laughs) but can we still serve? And maybe, you know, we're just not creative. We're not good at doing crafts or we're not, you know, we can't make up little songs to make the day go better for our little ones. Well, okay, nobody ever told us you have to have that in your measuring cup. What is it that you do have in your cup? Whether little or much, what do you have? And what are you going to do with what you've been given? The beauty about the kingdom of God is we don't have to have much to Mm. be great. I love the time that the widow with her two copper coins came and she put her copper coins in the offering box and Jesus called his disciples over for a teachable moment. And he said, hey, look at, look at her. She has given more than everyone because they all gave out of their overabundance, but she, out of her scarcity, gave all that she had. And so that in the kingdom, when we give all that we have, even when it's not much, even when we feel like we don't have as much to give as somebody else, when we pour out, we are one of the great ones. Every single mom who's listening to this program has every opportunity today to be one of the great ones according to the kingdom because every single one of us has opportunity to serve wherever we are, whether we're home with our kids, whether we're working in a corporate office, whether we're making lots of money or making no money at all. Every single one of us has opportunity to serve the Lord, to lift others up, to pour our lives out and to make a difference with what we've been given. Shan, I've loved having you here today, and I'm so grateful for your wisdom. I wonder if you would mind closing us up in prayer for all the mamas that are listening, that are living in this same tension right now. Lord Jesus, we come to you recognizing that we aren't in control, but you are. And we rejoice in that. We rejoice in these hard days, Lord. We open our Bibles and we watch other people who had to live through hard times like 2020, who had to grapple with the fact that things weren't going the way that they wanted to either, and yet they put their hope in you. Hebrews 11 is just full of examples of people who put their hope in you and not in themselves. And that's what we want to do today. Father, I pray that we would run the race set before us and that we would keep our eyes on you and not glance sideways and measure ourselves against others. But Lord, help us to just, rather than focusing on the lines, help us to focus on the spout. Help us to take what we've been given in our individual cups. It might not be as much as what someone else has to give, but Lord, help us to just willingly and with open hearts serve you today with what we've been given. Father, help us to humble ourselves and to not act out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility, consider others more important, lift others up, make ourselves small and serve others with our lives today. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Amen. Shannon, 
I've loved having you here today. And I want our listeners to know that you're an incredible author and Bible teacher. And so you have two studies that are out. We're going to link those in the show notes. They're Control Girl and Comparison Girl. And friend, I just, I feel like the wisdom you offered us today is so helpful, so practical, and so necessary for us to put on today. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a joy to talk with you about just truth and armoring ourselves with truth today. Oh, what gospel truth we heard today. I needed it, and I suspect you did too. No matter what this fall brings, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's totally invested in our family's process. Let's keep our eyes on him, Jesus. Let's keep our eyes on him, friends. Just a reminder, you can access all our resources and join us as we stand shoulder to shoulder for the next generation on our website at momsandprayer.org. Moms are making the difference. Moms making hard decisions with Jesus. Moms just like you. See you next week.